evening. Wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. Every part of the service this morning was very appropriate, especially when the pastor was speaking. Song sung. Everything needed to be said was said. And uh, we're thankful for those that have contributed and had confidence within this local church over the years. And um, Brother Biscoll's ministry for the support of the local church that has been behind that vision. It's gone forth and it's been proven. It's not something that you can look back and say, what happened? You can look back and you can say, God this, did this, God did this, and God did this. And because God confirmed that and God vindicated that, people have confidence that this vision is true. And we're thankful for that this morning. And we want to greet all those this morning that are here locally and those that are on the Internet around the world. We want to greet you in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't say it as often as I should. I should say it more from the emails and the texts that are sent around the world for the appreciation for the ministry here. We thank God for them that support us in their prayers. And uh, we want to thank God for their lives also. They don't have the privilege, maybe, that we have to be in a room such as this in the presence of God. And I, I said to one family while they were overseas, I said, well, we're put various red lights along the valence so that when you want to say amen, just press the button. But we would have a lot of red lights on, on the valence, but God hears it in that dimensional realm where he dwells, and he hears the amen. And God bless them for that. Amen. Where's Sister Rachel? I was in the, uh, I was seeing, I was trying to look around the pulpit here. There she is, smiling and beaming. I said, congratulations to her this morning. And she said, but then I said, that's just old news already. She's already, uh, already, where's Nathan? Where's the other light bulb around here? Oh, there he is. There he is. God bless you, Nathan. You're in a special class. I want you to know that. This young couple, is in a special class. There's not too many in that class. So you guys can have a vote who's president, vice president, and so forth. But um, Naomi and David Roy are in that class, and they sure wouldn't know that I would be talking about them. I think they came to me. I don't know whether Naomi was 16, or I think you were, and David was a little bit older, maybe 17. And not a heart, no, a little, you were 16 too. And just attending church, hadn't committed his life really to church, to the Lord, and wanted to see me in my office, and sat down, and in, in I had a, a, a love seat at that time instead of a, a little table, boardroom table. And he sat down, and he said, I'm going to marry this girl. And I said, well, over my dead body. <laughs> I wanted Sister Naomi to know that we protect our young ladies. I said, well, when you get saved, hey... That would be great. Well, David is a, has a, a great nature, and he's, he's got a determination. They're still here serving God, and they got married at that young age. The next one is, I think, before them is Michael and Abigail. And uh, they, they were sweet on each other in their early or late teens, and we had to pull in the reins on them. And sure enough, here they are, married with three children, and here's David and Naomi. And now, in this class, Nathan and Rachel came to me very young. Was it 16? Don't say 15, all right? Don't say 15. 
And uh, Brother Nathan, he was, you know, starstruck, and he didn't know, didn't have a, um, didn't have a tray, didn't have anything. And he determined, he said, once I've got that trade done, we're going to get married. I want to marry this young lady. And God bless you, Brother Nathan, for your determination. Sister Rachel, it's your day. And we want to thank God that he's kept you and you've stayed in the vision. So congratulations to you both this morning. God bless you. Brother Milko, prayed much for you. Nice to see you here. You know, uh, we hardly get to get together. And we used to, we used to actually even travel together on overseas trips. And when uh, soldiers down, one thing for sure, Brother Milko, and got a quote here, but the Bram says, prayer changes things. And thankful to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. We have special needs amongst us. We aren't just a church that gathers on a Sunday. We are a living organism and we are a body. We don't think of one another on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. We think and pray of one another throughout the week. Because this is a, this is the body of Jesus Christ that God has put here at this little assembly. So you're not forgotten. You're sitting up maybe in, up in the, up in the balcony or down here in the sanctuary. You're not lost. God sees you and you're prayed for often. And we want to thank God for the prayer warriors that are in our church. But the Murphy will be arriving home the first of this week from a long journey in China. And so pray for his safe return. And we'll be expecting to hear a great report for what God is still doing in China. Are you happy? I'm sure Sister Tracy's happy. You can see a light at the end of the tunnel coming in on Tuesday. Is he coming in on Tuesday? So let's just remember Brother Murphy. God give him a safe journey. Let's stand. like to sing a little chorus. Sometimes we sing it at an end of a service. I'd like to sing it at the beginning of a service. Maybe change the order a little bit. My faith looks up to thee, O Lamb of Calvary. Oh, my faith looks up heads in a word of prayer maybe there's those that are needy amongst us 
my faith looks up to the old Lamb of Calvary, my Savior divine. So, Heavenly Father, we know that in your presence, the supernatural is done. And Father, we've been hearing the victories day after day. You've given us wonderful services week after week, and we give you the praise. Lord, man will fail at every turn, but you will never fail us. Father, we're looking to you, the author and finisher of our faith this morning. From the youngest unto the oldest, inspire us, Lord. Give us the oil and the wine. Give us the stimulation that comes from revelation, Lord. God, deal with our hearts. Cause us, cause us, Lord, to draw closer to you. So we commit the service to your divine care that you'll take the words that will be spoken, Lord, punctuated, Lord, with the presence of God. And may you be glorified through it all. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. While you're standing, let's turn in our Bibles. We have a number of scriptures I'd like to read. I'd like to take you to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, 13 and 14. In the last few services, we've been preaching on Hear Ye the Word of the Lord. And we're thankful for uh, what the Holy Spirit has, has done in those services um, I can't thank the Lord enough because many times you come in here so inadequate. You feel so inadequate. Not ability, just inadequate. And if the Holy Spirit could just take the word and minister to us, that's all that matters. It's not in the dramatics. It's not how we put it across. That matters. It matters when Jesus makes his word alive to you individually. And, and, and so uh, that's my prayer. That's just my prayer. So you pull so much. I mean, I, mean, I haven't preached that hard last week for years. I don't think. I, I mean, I, my voice was going. Uh, you were pulling so wonderfully and Holy Spirit was moving. That was good. But I like to maybe Slow down a bit. There's a lot of territory to cover. We haven't hardly got there. But, Lord, but I want you to know we are privileged people to hear the word of the Lord. As we read the scripture, blessed are years for they hear. And I we could never overemphasize that. Because as you know, the ministry of Malachi 4 went around the world for 33 years. And it's just a little group here and a little group there that are believing. And some are just going their way and doing their thing. But hear ye the word of the Lord. And may the Holy Spirit just speak to your heart in a different way this morning. I don't want to preach. Just preach as such. Just want to lay it down a little bit slower. So if we would read Revelation 22, verse 13 and verse 14. Because there... Before we read, I just want to make the point. There's one thing to hear the word of the Lord, and we went into the reasons for it, because there's an obedience that comes with hearing the word. 
not just hearing it, but it's tied to that word, akuyo, which is acoustics, which is where we spiritually hear the word and we obey it. But I would like to take it just a little bit farther uh, this morning, if the Lord would help me, is that when you hear the word of God, it's for a reason. It's not just to hear it, obey it, but God has a purpose of giving it. And we want to look at that purpose of why we're hearing the word of the Lord. So that's just a, a ground foundation point. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments. There's your obedience. That they may have right to the tree of life. Let's pray. Father, just that scripture alone is enough to bask in the presence of God and to worship you. To think, Lord, that we've been blessed to be called to the right to the tree of life. So, Lord, I just pray that you'll help me, remove me, and use me. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have your seats. So the word uh, that I'd like you to look especially there is a word called you have the right that they may have a right to the tree of life. And that one particular word comes from the Greek exousia, which means that, that God has given you a power and has given you authority. It's given you the liberty and the strength to take a hold of that tree of life. There's a reason now God gives you ears to hear. You're obedient to it. Now, what is God's purpose for you hearing it? What's God's purpose? He wants to exousia in the Greek or the right. If you want to take a look at the word in the English or the Greek, it means now he's empowering you. God is empowering you. It seems like it's a, a, a word that's overused in this generation. It's, you know, we have empowerment for life and empowerment for, you know, losing weight and this will empower you. And, and, and they use the word and they make it very frivolous. But this morning we just want to hone down on it and see the reality of it. Why does God open your ears to hear the word of the Lord? It is not just for you to bask and to, to say, oh, I've heard from God and, and, and live at something that may be below standard. But he is giving you the ears to hear to empower you to a life. God's empowerment. That means that you have authority. And you have the legal right to this kind of life. Blessed are your ears. Turn to Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30. In verse 21, 
Bible reads here, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left, there is a voice that you will hear behind you who wants to guide you. Doesn't matter whether you turn to the left or to the right. If you are a seed of God, there will be a voice of God behind you, leading you, speaking to you, to guide you and keep you. Can you say amen? amen? So now here we're looking now at the Old Testament. So now Isaiah is saying, I don't care if you turn to the left or to the right. The God that called you out of Egypt, I'll be a voice behind you. And he will guide you. He will lead you. He will keep you. That's the Old Testament. That's the Old Testament. But I love the New Testament. Matthew 28 and 20 says, teaching them to observe all things. Wheresoever I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And then John, of course, says, I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. So not only is he behind you, he's in you. The voice of God that we hear many times isn't the voice of thunder, voice of fire, the voice of the earthquake. Many times, it's just that still, small voice. And so this morning, we want to take a little bit of inventory. I don't know how many of you have ever been involved in taking inventory. We say we want to take inventory, but do you actually know what that's involved? I'd like to lay it out a little bit, if that's okay with you. A store takes inventory, or shop takes inventory, or a sales group takes inventory. Why do they take inventory, Michael? Why, why does a company take inventory? To find out what? Well, you made a profit. That's really why they take inventory. You order a certain amount of goods, and you're supposed to sell a certain amount of goods. And over your the fiscal year, at, at year end, you're to figure out, did I sell enough? Was there enough profit in it? And want to take inventory. We have too much inventory on the shelves. So a grocery store will take inventory. Department stores take inventory. They send in crews of people. As a little boy, I, 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 my friend, my, I had a friend. His daddy owned a grocery store. And whenever they did inventory, it was a... You know, I, I, I always worked for a buck an hour in those days. That was big money. So I was paid a dollar an hour, and all I had to do is count Campbell's soup cans. You know, taking inventory can get dirty. Because a lot, a lot of times your profits in the back is behind the shelf. And you're reaching behind there, and you didn't even know you had four or five cans of something. And then we had to bring them out. We had to clean them up, wash them up, and reface them on the shelves. That's inventory. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes, and, and nobody, when you say, oh, next week we're doing inventory, nobody puts a smile on their face. Is that true, Mike? I'm Michael involved with the grocery store. Nobody likes inventory. Everybody hates inventory. 
because it's work. And a lot of times when Brother Bram says we need to take inventory, that's work. It's really work. Sometimes you have to really dig deep. You gotta dig deep. Because I, I don't want to loot, I don't want to be in a, a lost category, I want to be in the profit category. I want my life to be profitable. I don't want something to hide in a way that I need to bring to the forefront. I, I, I want, I want to do inventory, necessarily not even for you, but for myself. Am I as far along as I should be? And this takes work. It might get a little dirty, but at the end of the day, when you tally it all up, you find out where you're at. It's not just case sirrah, sirrah, whatever be will be. It's Lord, I want to show forth the benefits of this gospel. You've given me ears to hear. I've heard the word of the Lord. I've tried to be as obedient as I possibly can. But I want to move not only in the obedience of it, I want to move in the purpose of it. Sometimes we do things we just feel to do. I won't look at anybody. I'll just look at the screen up there and preach to Tom. Sometimes we just do things we feel ourselves to do. Don't tell me it's all God. Because when it doesn't turn out to God, nobody I ever, I, you know, Brother Bram said, if you say something in the name of the Lord and it doesn't come to pass, you have to repent. I've not had too many people come to me when the Lord's told them to do something and it didn't turn out to be the Lord. I don't think in my little history of 40 some odd years here, I've had one come to me. Doing inventory. We want to be dead earnest. You know why, saints of God? I don't want anything covering up to hear the voice of God. Because many times when God does speak, it's not in a loud voice. It's very much more in a very still, small voice. Then when we go and we do it, the first thing that comes out, we blame people for it. We go to do it, we feel to do it. We do it because maybe somebody has suggested something and maybe that has influenced you. We're talking about your natural man here. So we feel to do something, we do it anyway. We blame people for it. We reason why we should do it. Sometimes we're even proud of what we've done. But we should never, ever be big enough or too big to admit some things we handled wrong. Don't justify your position. Sometimes we just have to be humble enough to say, you know, I just did that wrong. You know, you'll turn to the left or you'll turn to the right. There will be a voice that's behind you. And he will speak to you. 
And he will deal with you. And sometimes we deaden that voice. With many things. Of activities of life. Busyness of life. Children. We blame it on our children. We just don't have time, Lord. I've got so many children. First of all, you blame me because you got married. I don't have time. I'm serving my wife. Or I'm serving my husband. I know there's not a lot of big amens, but you can listen and I'm fine with that. And then when the children comes, well, we just don't have the time because we've got a baby. And then we've got two and then we got three. And the still small voice still wants to speak. Still wants to speak. Still wants to speak. I loved hearing Brother Brown just say, you know, Mama, he said, when the kids are out to school, instead of maybe a little ironing, why don't you just get on your knees by your little couch and say a prayer and do prayer? He said, Daddy, why don't you come into your little prayer closet and just get alone with God? He said, that will do you good. But that's the still small voice speaking. And, and, and then we, we blame him. I'm too busy. Well, if it is the still small voice speaking, then we'll just continue the title part three. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord. It doesn't need to be loud. It doesn't need to be dramatic. It just needs to be personal. Where he can come down into a different corridor of every one of your lives. And you know that you need to give something up to put Jesus in first place. He wants, Brother Bram said, to be first place. But here's the humbling part. He'll take second, third, fourth, fifth place. What a mighty God we serve. But saints, I don't want to put him fourth or third place or second place. I want to put him first place in my life. The Bible says this, and maybe it may be in a different connotation this morning. Sing unto the Lord, ye kingdoms of the earth. Oh, sing praises unto the Lord, Selah. Psalm 68:33 used to be a banner in our church. The him that rideth on the heavens of heavens, which were of old, lo, he doth send out his voice, and that a mighty voice. When we look at that word mighty, many times we think that it's a loud voice. But can I tell you, the still small voice can be mighty. It moved a prophet. It can move you and I. Don't belittle the still small voice. I want to raise it up this morning. Because indeed a still small voice can be and indeed is a mighty voice. And lo, he sent out a voice. And that is a mighty voice. And maybe the Holy Spirit already is dealing with somebody's life this morning and just wants to draw you a little closer. Wants to refocus as you've taken some inventory and pulled some of the things closer to the front that you need to deal with and count the costs, pay the price. 
Prophets are sent to be signs to a generation, and they need our voice. Hear ye the word of the Lord. You have weeping prophets as Jeremiah. You have Amos's that roar like lions. It's not necessarily how it's said, it's what is said. Are you still with me? So the purpose then in God having it spoken whatever way he would wish it to come or however God wants to deal with us in, it's not just for us to hear it and not for us just to be obedient to it. And obedience is better than sacrifice and obedience is indeed good. But to give that obedience a reason, we need to get the purpose of it. You're obedient to for a purpose. God has a purpose in your obedience. Can I read a prayer of Brother Branham's prayer? We are waiting on thee, Lord. Circumcise. And I put in brackets, my lips. He said, circumcise lips that will speak. So I said, Lord, circumcise my lips that will speak. And ears that will hear. And empower. Give authority. Give them a legal right. To hear what purpose I'm allowing them to hear. To empower them. To put life in the word. There's many people that hear this message that have no life. All they are is hearing as a sound. We don't want to hear the sound. We want to hear the voice in that voice. It might be loud to some. It might be still a voice, small voice to some. But Lord, whatever way you want to speak to me, speak to me, Lord. I need to be spoken to. We sing the chorus, speak my Lord. Speak my Lord. Speak and I'll be quick to answer thee. Could that be our prayer this morning? We're waiting on you, Lord. Circumcise the lips that will speak and the ears that will hear and empower and put life in the word that goes forth and bring us then to a better knowledge of our Lord Jesus. For we ask it in his name. Amen. Nice prayer. Wonderful prayer. So over the last couple services, I use out of Isaiah 66 and 5, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. You brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, let the Lord be glorified. He shall appear to you, appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. Tremble at his word. The tremble, if you just looked, look it up quickly, it means fear. But it's not fear is afraid. 
its fear is in reverence. Hear the word of the Lord, whether it be at a volume or whether it be still. Let's reverence how God speaks to us. Hear ye, O Israel, as we said last week. Hear ye, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. That's the okayo. That is hearing the word. And hearing that word, as we said, is a present imperative. It means not just to hear it for one time only. It means to keep on hearing the word. Brother Bram says this, so we're looking for the coming of Messiah anytime. Rachel, is it after your wedding or before? So we're looking for the coming of the Messiah at any time. We don't know just what time it will take place, but it behooves us to be ready and listening to the warning voice. Oh, how I thank God for his goodness and his fellowship. Look around you. Look around us. Look around Cloverdale. Look around Vancouver, Burnaby, wherever you work. Linden, Bellingham, Seattle, I don't care. He said, just look around you. There's lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And it's preached on, but it's part of the prophecy that was written to Timothy for us to see we're at the end time. So we want to hear the voice. Lovers of God, truce breakers, false accusers. Boy, do we live in that age. False accusers. Sure. Incontinent, despisers of those that are bad. No, it's despisers of those that are good. And, and they're funneling loss to make the good bad. But we're going to resist that because we've heard the voice of the Lord. We're not going to kowtow to government laws. Daniel never. Daniel never. You're forbid to pray. He prayed anyways. And God honored him. He had to eat from the king's table. He said, I will not. I'll, I'll eat pulse. I'll eat the seed. And God honored him. And he was stronger, more fair, more knowledgeable. You keep eating the seed word. You'll be stronger. You'll be more knowledgeable than what they got out here. And you'll be blessed under God. It doesn't matter whether it's lion's den or whatever den. Greater is the lion that is in you than the lion that seeks to devour you. You have to be one brick short of a load to say to me or tell me, and that's, I don't know, I guess they've got other sayings, but it's the only one I know at the present time, to tell me life is getting better. People have to be deceived. They, it might be so for the lovers of pleasure. It might be getting better because they got bigger boats, they got more skidoos, they got more quads, they got more things to play with, but they're lovers of God. But it ain't get, or lovers of pleasure. But those that are lovers of God, don't tell me it's getting any better. Satan is squeezing you. But let me tell you, it is getting better. Because the word is becoming more alive. Can you say amen? 
And parents, you say it a little louder than your, your young people to let them know that God you serve is greater than the God of Laodicea. We've been preaching on, maybe made a couple of comments on the fence sitters. And I said, I like to preach a message on fence sitters. I'll tell you what, Satan is going to push you one way or another. You're either going to go his way or you're going to go God's way. It's true. Let me tell you this. There's nothing in this world that will satisfy a seed soul. Did you notice I said a seed soul? Because if you don't have the seed, you can't be sa- you can be satisfied. You can be satisfied. Oh, Brother Bram says this. Oh, listen to the Holy Spirit. Now this is poetic, Brother Cobus. This is this is worth translating. It's all worth translating. But when I, this should be a book of poetry. Oh, listen to the Holy Spirit. From the Tower of Glory tonight, broadcasting by the radiant power of the resurrection. Talking about a radio broadcast in Uganda. We're, we're tuned in, saints. We're tuned in to the radiant power. Of the resurrection to every believer's heart. What does he say? Be ready. Because things of God, there has been thus time taken. And the prophet's been off the scene since 65. And we get used to living the style we're living in. It deadens an expectation the longer we go. But saints, if you're in the word, your expectation is in Christ. The still small voice will speak loudly. It's a paradox, but it will let it go. He said now, continuing, it's a pleasure mad people. A people who do not love God. They love the pleasure more than God. Yet they have a form of godliness. But would deny the power thereof. From such, you know the scripture, turn away. It's a form of religion. Calling ourselves a religious nation. Talking about America. Canada, you can put it in there. Having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof? The power thereof. What? The power of God. What is the power of God? What is that empowerment? What gives you now the legal right and authority? Are you listening? They're denying the power of God. Oh, they've got wonderful, wonderful moves they class of the spirit within their denomination or their movement, which is at sometimes at best a folly. But what is the power of God? 
What is the power of God again, he asks? It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That God brought him out from the grave and is presenting him here tonight alive in your midst. That was the power of God they were rejecting was the Christ of this word. The power of God. That God that brought him out from the grave and presents him here tonight alive in our midst, that's the power of God. Brother Bram goes on to pray, Jehovah, come back and walk in the midst of this church. Can that be your prayer? Can that be your statement? Jehovah of the old is Jesus Christ of the new. Jehovah, come back and walk in the midst of the church. You know what he says? And empower your people. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Not just the sound and not just obedience, but that why God is now causing us to hear it is to empower us that we can be obedient. The obedience comes not just by hearing, but the purpose of why God is moving you is to empower you to be in obedience. You say, I can't do it. Of course you can't, but God can. I can't get delivered of that. Of course you can, but God can deliver you. I can't let that go. Yes, you can. You just let go and then let God have his way. I can't let go of that habit. You can. I can't let go of this thing. I Yes, you can. Because now he's empowering us. Say, well, I've never had victory. I, I've never had real victory. You can have victory this morning through the promise of his word if you can just hear his voice. Jehovah, come back into the church in the midst of your church and empower his people once more. Jehovah, come. And this time, stay in your people. Not just the voice as you turn left and to right behind you, but now the voice of God is leading you in you. You with me so far? Then to be empowered. It goes on to say, then it's the energia. To be empowered as God gives you his energy. It's effective power. It's his mighty power that is drawn from his omnipotence. You say, is your God omnipotent? Is he omnipotent? Then the voice of the Holy Spirit would speak to you by the word of God that he's empowering you. How does he empower you? He gives you the energy. Where does that energy come? It comes from the power of his omnipotence. 
How did I give up drugs? I never gave up drugs. God took away drugs by the power of his omnipotence. How did you give up alcohol? You didn't give up alcohol. God drove that alcohol demon right out of your life. That lustful spirit. That pervertedness. Why? It's omnipotence coming to speak. Listen. John 19 and 1. Pilate says, was talking to Jesus and Jesus turns back and says, you have no authority. He thought he had a power. He thought he had power over this. Jesus turns back and says, you have no exousia. You have no authority. No, sir. He says, over me. Come on. Those that are in Christ Jesus. That same God that was dwelling there is the same God that's dwelling in you. Pilate, you have no authority over me. Satan. Hear the word of the Lord. That same one that rebuked Pilate is the same one that's living in me. And you have no authority over me. And the church in the balcony said what? Satan, you have no authority over me. He says, you have no exousia over me. You have no authority unless it be given to you from above. God never gave Pilate authority over Jesus. But God gave now Jesus authority over Pilate. And now that one that was in Christ, all that God was, he poured into Christ. All that was in Christ is where? Who's the church? Who's the church? Who's the ecclesia? Who's got the energy? Who's drawing from omnipotence now? Amen. That is why you've been seeing the devil being driven back. You've been taking God at his word. That's why we believe God's moving amongst us. Amen. We just don't go to church. We are the church. Satan once was the ruler over our lives. The God of this evil age. But that seed was laying there. And when the sun rose in this generation, that seed became alive. And now the life of God literally lives in his people. That's why he says, Jehovah, come and dwell in his people. Giving empowerment to his people one more time. And this time, stay in them. Hmm. So John, first, John 1, 12 says, everybody who's a Bible reader knows this. Can I ask a question? Who needs some victory this morning? No, you don't have to show your hand. Please, 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 please. Because half of you won't put them up anyways. But if we want the victory of God, let's take him at his word. And however he speaks, whether it be a little bit of exhortation or whether it be a still small voice, why don't you hear the voice of the Lord? Our Bible reads in John 1 and 12, but as many as receive him, gave he them. What? Who can finish that statement? How many has received him? So, so now, see, this is what we need to do. We need to take God at his word. 
We hear the word of God. We say, well, I'm obedient to it, but now I'm giving you the reason why you're obedient to it, because there's a power in you that's been drawn from omnipotence himself that brings the word to its rightful position. Brother Tim preaching on position. But as many as received him, gave he them power to become the sons of God. That is not just power, Nathan. That's not just, that's just not power, Todd. It's not just power. This is authoritative power. How many of us have used the big stick? Well, Brother Ed said so. Oh, yeah, you're all smiling now. Or Brother Tom said so. Or the ministry said so. Or Daddy said so. It's not whether we say so or not. It's what God says so. What does the Word say so? So now the Word is giving you... Authoritative power to rule and to reign in this age. It's the power of authority and right. Everybody listening? So when we say, well, I've got the power in the name of Jesus. It's not the power of might, of arm and strength. Mark Matul, he's younger than me and he beat me in an arm wrestle when he was, well, when we were way young. He's always stronger than me. But it's not the strong of might. So don't hide your face, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> he exercised, I don't, okay? But it's not the power or strength of might, and yet some might have that. But that's not the power that God's talking about. He's talking about power that comes from above. And that's why so often he says about that little policeman with the cap on, he has no more power to stop that, you know, 400 horsepower coming down the road. But it's the badge that he's wearing that gives him the authoritative power to stop the vehicle. And if the vehicle doesn't stop, there's a consequence that comes from not listening to what the authoritative power says. Okay, you're still with me. Brother Branham says now, he says, why do we need the voice of the Lord? Why would we need it? Whenever God sent his prophets is because they were going away from the tree of life. They were leaving God. They were going in the ways of the world and after the idols of the world. So God sends a prophet to turn them back. To the word. Is that correct? So he says in the way of a true prophet, he says what we need is a rising of a true prophet. To bring us back to the word. That's right. We're promised one. We're promised that indeed. Malachi 4. And he will restore the faith of the people. Back to them Pentecostal fathers and what they had then, we have now. Goes on the Feast of the Trumpet. Daniel said, the wise shall know 
But the foolish and the unwise won't know. They shall, the who, the wise, they, the wise shall know their God now. And he shall appear in the last days to bring the people back to the word. Hear ye the word of the Lord. So that the bride will know her what? Her husband. Purpose. Why is he bringing the word the way he's bringing it? Is that the bride will know who her husband is. Know her mate. The revealed word. But it will come. And that is promised in this age. We're living in the age that he's, that we're, that he's coming. But she must be then identified in him. Okay, we're still, you're still with me now. We, we're, we have to be identified in Him. What He is, we are. You say, well, Brother Tom, we're bone of His bone. We're flesh of His flesh. We're power of His what? Power. It's authoritative power. And where did He put the devil? Behind Him. You say, well, I'm bride. Then put the devil behind Him. She has to be identified in Him. To know her mate. The devil's on my case. You get him off your case. You get him behind you. They will know who? The wise will know their God. She must be identified in him. Any woman must be identified with her husband. For the two are one. Christ's bride has to be identified with him. Has to be identified with him for the two are one. He's the word, not a denomination, the word. We are to be the children of light and the light is the word which has made light for this age. How do we know light except it comes from the word? The word made flesh is the light of the age. So when you say we are the word made flesh today, This is what the scripture says. That means that word made flesh is the light of the age. Lord, light up our lives. You have a purpose for us to hear the word of the Lord. Not to mope around and have to go to psychiatrists and psychologists and counselors. Oh, but they got PhDs. Well, how many of these theologians had DDDs and PhDs? Brother Brown said they can plaster the wall with it, but it doesn't mean they know God. He's our counselor. And if God has sent a message, a word for us in this generation, then I say, hear ye the word of the Lord. Take the word in your closet time. Let him speak to you with a still small voice. Let him speak to you through the message. Let him speak to you through the reading of your word, of his word, sorry. Then if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everybody move with me. Is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, And forever. Then if he's the same yesterday. 
he is the same today means he says that then he is here right now. Don't put him 2,000 years ago. Put him down here today. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just laying a little bit more out. Say, Brother Tom, I believe that Jesus Christ is here. Then if he's passing by your way, why don't you just reach out? Is it that simple? Brother Andrews, I want to ask you a question. You're a minister of the gospel. Is it that simple by reaching out to the Lord by faith and say, Lord, touch me now. I've got quote, 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 where Brother Bram says, he sees you where you are right now. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What they were doing, they were taking what the word was saying, and the word was proclaiming they're healed. He's the same. Sorry to put you on the spot, Brother Andy, but I know that was an easy answer. He's here tonight. He's never left the earth. Did you young fellas hear that? Jesus has never left the earth. That's what he says. No more than he ascended up on high and came back in the form of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Where what? He empowers his disciples and gives them power. What kind of power, Brother Stephen? It is authoritative power. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you thee. Brother Peter, it's the promise. It doesn't matter whether it's cancer. It doesn't matter whether you've got a symptom in your side, a blood issue, a problem with your eyes or your hearing. It's as simple to God. I know you've been listening to the prayer lines because I've been getting texts. They're fantastic. Of course they're fantastic. It's God. Hallelujah. Remember I read this quote last week, Brother Peter, when you gave me the phone call on Saturday morning. He said, audience, look and see what's hanging right here. It's wonderful. The light's moving. It's milling around. Oh, he says it's eczema on that case. Case of eczema. Isn't that right, lady? Sitting right there praying. Wasn't you? Why, he's come plumb right over you. He was listening to your prayer. Amen, Brother Peter. He was listening to your song. He was listening to your prayer. I claim the blood. You say, well, Brother Tom, and I, I didn't answer his phone because I had been in prayer that morning. And when I got up, there is Brother Peter's phone number. And I thought, I just, you know, wow, that's strange. I just was been praying for Brother Peter. And then I phoned Brother Peter right away. And Brother Peter says, Brother Tom, I've got a testimony. I said, praise God, I need a testimony. 
He said, oh, my ear was burning, as Brother Briscoe said, and my head was burning, and I was sore, and I was nauseated. He said, then I remembered our communion. We sang, I claim the blood. Is he here? Yes, he is. It's not yesterday. It's today and tomorrow. And if God can do that for you, Peter, you just keep on believing. For when he starts something, he finishes it. Hallelujah. If he can listen to a lady's prayer, he can listen to a young child's prayer, and he can listen to our brother's prayer. He listens to your prayers. Hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. What's it to do? To empower you. So you don't look at those pages you shouldn't be looking at. Doing things you shouldn't be doing. Why, it's no longer I that live, but now it's Christ living in me. Hallelujah. He's empowered us. Oh, I can barely make it to church. You're not empowered. I'm too tired. Tell me where tiredness works on the empowering of omnipotence. Just show me where that is. Your flesh may be tired. Pound that flesh. I'd rather show the devil I'm sitting in church. Amen. Our God gives you power over the enemy. And we believe in healing of body, spirit, and soul. He was listening to you, Peter. And I loved what you said to me at the end of the conversation, which wasn't mentioned this morning. He said, I feel so strong I could run in a marathon. I haven't even felt that way for a long time. Is that right, Brother Peter? Yes, sir. There you hear it. There's our God. Not only does God take the pain away, he empowers him. Amen. Is there going to be another battle? So be it. As God beat him in the first one, he'll beat him in the second one. Amen. And that is why the believers should not be a defeated people. Come on, stick with me. We're empowered by omnipotence. As many as received him, gave he them power, exousia, energia. Amen. Amen, Matthew. You claim Benjamin. You claim Andrew. You claim him. And he said out a mighty voice. And we can send that voice out this morning. And in the name of Jesus, deal with their souls. Amen. Awaken them. Didn't that little girl, Darius' daughter, he sends everybody out of the room. I don't believe he stood over her bed. Rise up. 
No, he didn't have to. He just said, rise up. She came up. But when he came to Lazarus' grave, he said with a loud voice. So it doesn't matter how he speaks as long as he speaks. Come on, people. Sometimes he'll speak through this vessel and this vessel and this vessel and another vessel. But he speaks. Hallelujah. He might speak to you when a preacher's weeping. He might speak to you when he's in exercise. However he speaks, Lord, speak to me. Oh, my. Brother James, you never knew that you walked into a bunch of fanatics, did you? Huh? But in the way they call heresy, so worship I, the God of our fathers, as Paul said. We didn't know what we were walking into. I sure didn't know, Brother Ernie. I walked into a little house, kneeled down in a little living room, gave my heart to Christ. How did I know I was a son of God? How did I know I was predestinated? How did I know I was in the mind of God? How did I know those things? But God makes it real as he starts to empower you. Hallelujah. That's what all revelation is all about. Quickening power. Come on. Quickening power. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you. Does it dwell in you? Does it dwell in you? It shall quicken. It shall energize. It shall exousia. Your mortal body. Oh, blessed be his holy name. That's why when I was 21, Philip, I was never embarrassed when I walked the halls of SFU. Never embarrassed. I had the tape playing. And in those days, hey, they never even had boom boxes. We were in the ancient times. You had to run with these, how many batteries? I think it was six D batteries. Thing weighed 20 pounds. But it gave me some exercise, Mark. <laughs> huh? How do you get strong in the natural? You tell me. Everybody wants to be fit. Mentally, mentally. Come on, I'm looking at all these buff guys here. I was just showing an expression. Right? Everybody in their mind says, I'm going to be buff. I'm going to lose weight. I'm... It takes work. Just like inventory. It takes work. Oh, I was with one brother one time when we were in our 30s. And we were playing racquetball. And we walked by a gym. And there was a hundred, I think there was 180 pounds or 200 pounds bell bar right there, right there. And the brother I was with says, I'm stronger now than I was when I was 16. And I looked at him and said, sure. Sure, 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 sure. He looked at me and says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna, what do they call that? Deadlift, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't even have a terminology. Huh? And he says, I'm going to put it right over my head. I'm going to show you guys I'm, I'm, I'm way stronger than you. And we looked at one another. We sort of laughed. He went to lift it up. He couldn't get it an inch off the ground. 
That is not how you gain strength. You strength, gain strength from small to a little more to 10 pounds to 15 to 20, 50. All of a sudden you're doing a hundred. This is all philosophy. <laughs> it's all, all in your mind. By the time tomorrow comes, ah, we'll do it next week. Mm-hmm. But don't put this off. Don't put this off. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing the word of the Lord. And God sent a message so that you and I can hear to empower us. To be lights in this dying dark generation. Not to be defeated Christians. Not to have complex and perplex. No sir. Those days are over. I won't look at anybody. But everybody say they're over. They're over. It's done. I'm a son of God. And I've been empowered. By his presence. Hallelujah. Oh my. My sheep hear my voice. So then if you're a sheep and you're hearing his voice, that means you're empowered. You're empowered by the very fact he by grace has opened your ears to hear. And now because you're hearing, you're obedient. Because you're obedient, he's giving you power. Power over this life. He's got power over death. The, the different emails that, oh, Brother Tom, I just can't. We'll stop. In fact, I'll get emails saying, not, oh, Brother Tom, I can't. Oh, Brother Tom, I am. Glory, Sister Shirley. I am more than a conqueror. <laughs> Might as well say it. That's what you are. Okay, I'll stop walking and I'll start reading again. All right. To hear then. As, as we said in the... In the uh, definition to hear, akio, English acoustics comes from the word acoustics. That's where the word acoustics come from, akio. So then we're spiritually acoustical. That's a tongue twister. So as we said, we have engineers here to design so that the acoustics of the building are so that you could hear better. So then you have engineers and scientists that design a building so that you can hear the word of the Lord more clear. So then God in his word has spiritually acoustically made it so that his sons and daughters won't hear rebound. They'll hear it direct. Glory. It's not hearing a rebound off somebody. It's direct to you. God is directing his word to you. We are constantly, Brother Bram said, growing. We're constantly growing. Can you say amen? Yes, sir. And so is the world constantly growing weaker and wickeder. 
wickeder and wickeder by the hour. But we're growing more holier and holier. Brother Bram said one place you're always saying how wicked it is out there. Failing to tell them how strong the bride is getting. So I don't want to be, I don't want to fall into that trap. I want to tell you how strong you're getting in the word of the Lord. Because your empowerment is drawing now from omnipotence himself. So it's getting wickeder by the hour. We can see it as it was in the days of Noah. So is it in the days of the son of man? It's just the hour. Nothing is going to stop it. It's been prophesied. It's been prophesied. You say, well, it's getting more weird and perverted and it's coming into every area of our life. It's only going to get worse. But you are only getting more empowered. And you're only going to get empowered by hearing the word. That's it. So now, greatest battle, Brother Tim mentioned the other night, greatest battle ever fought. It's Satan trying to drag you away from hearing the word. And God trying to drive you to the tree of life. And that's why we read out of Revelation 22, you have a right. You have a right to the tree of life. So then if you've got a thought of power to that tree of life, you tell the devil this morning, you ain't stopping me. You ain't stopping me. My Bible says I've been given a right. It's a thought of power. And nothing's going to stop me from eating off the tree of our Lord Jesus. Can you say amen? Nothing. Nothing is going to stop me. No job, no education, no boss, no spirit, no demon, no nothing. Going to stop me to that tree of life. Is everybody ready for this one? Brother Todd, it might even get you off your seat. It's so good. If you want to, you don't have to. Now you're put in a precarious position. Are you ready? I'm on my feet so you can join me if you like. Every born again believer. Okay, everybody got, I got your, all your attention. Who's a born again believer? Okay, who's a born again believer? I'm birthed by the word, brother Tom. I'm birthed by the word. He said, every born again believer. Well, let's close the service and. Brother John's preaching this evening and we'll start next week to hear the rest of the story. No, we can't do that, Brother Todd. We can't. No. Because the word serious. Real serious. Every born again son and daughter of God of this age. So now he's making it very definitive. He's not saying Luther's age, Paul's age. He's not going back to Moses. He's saying every born again son and daughter of God, born of this age, is the interpretation of the word. Oh, 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 that was just too good, John. That was just too good. I cannot let that one go. I can't let it go. 
I can't. Jesus realized, Brother Bram said in perfect faith, who he was. Is that true? Brother Bram say that? He said, only if we can understand our position, who we are. Now the voice of God. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Are you hearing? Your prophet is saying, listen to me, every born again son, stand up if you're a son. Every born again son and every born again daughter, if you're born again, stand to your feet. Every born again son, every born again daughter of God of this age is the interpretation of the word. To God be praised. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise the Lord. We're not just some little group of people. We are the interpretation of the scripture. Because to them that overcome in Laodicea. Who's the overcomers? You're the overcomers. I grant to sit with me in my throne. Hallelujah. Why? We've been empowered by his presence. We've heard the voice of the Lord, Brother Dan. And that voice of the Lord is telling us who we are in Christ Jesus. And that voice is now speaking back to you. If you want that quote, it's seed of discrepancy. Listen, there's no discrepancy in the voice of God. There's no discrepancy. It's thus saith the Lord. It's absolutely absolute truth. Glory. Then by you receiving the word, you have become the word. Is that what your prophet said? That's what he said. If you receive the word, you become the word. So well, I become the word. Then let's act like it. Let's act like it. Hallelujah. Every born again son and daughter of God of this age is the interpretation of the word. You write that down if you want it. It's see the discrepancy 650118. You can walk down the street tomorrow. You don't look at your flesh. You don't look at your inability. You look at the word. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Be obedient to it and let it now empower you. Hallelujah. It will make you stop your... It will send the devil... Oh, it will make you... Love your. <laughs> I love this old time way. Glory. Musicians, why don't you come? Lots more to go, but we'll just go to the next part, okay? It will make you love your brother, for you cannot do no other. <laughs> Gave me that old time religion, for it's good enough for. Who? Who? Amen. I'm going to lose my hearing out of 64. Glory. Isn't it wonderful to know who you are in the Word? 
Amen. He beat us down for so many years. Beat us down. Beat us down. Beat us down. But now the word is lifting you up. Lifting you up. Lifting you up. Where? Into heavenly places. Not theology and how I, we understand things. It's become a living reality. Give me that. You better give it to me at the right level. <laughs> oh, give me that. Oh, time. No, no, I'm taking what a prophet said. And a prophet is only speaking what God's thoughts are. Amen. When Jesus started to say the Father and I are one, that's when they took up stones to stone him. When you start to say you are the interpretation of the Bible, saints, you better start living it then. It does one of two things. It makes you smarten up. And it makes your body subject to your confession. (laughs) Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. And victory.
time because I'm probably going to end this fourth point part, whatever part it is here, on the scripture I spoke two weeks ago. Earth. That's what I feel like crying out. Like Jeremiah cried out. Earth. Oh, earth. Earth. Hear the word of the Lord. What he wanted the world to hear the word of the Lord. And we want the seed genes of God to hear the word of the Lord. May God use you this week. May God anoint you this week. Act different. Speak different. Walk different. Walk with the confidence of knowing who you are in Christ. As many as received him, gave he them power. Empowerment. Energy. Authority of power. Over every situation. That you can say indeed. God is my God. Where's Sister Grace? Where are you? Wave your hand. Way up, Sister Grace. Amen. Sister Grace says, I would like to thank the Lord for his hand upon me. I was not feeling well this morning. I couldn't sit down. Praise the Lord. All pain's gone. I can sit down properly without pain. And here she is in the house of the Lord. (laughs) Glory. Hallelujah. Let the back pain leave you. Let it go, saints of God. How often I was listening to Brother Brown this morning, and he would catch something. He said, arthritis. You got an arthritic spirit right over there. He said, there it is right there. That black line is going right to, oh, there she is. She's got it too. They're crying to one another. He said, you are delivered. What was it? It was the word telling the people what they were. That's all we're preaching. We're delivered. Hallelujah. I'm delivered of my ankle pain. I'm delivered of everything. You might as well speak it, saints of God. Hallelujah. Then you can claim your children that way. You can claim your families that way. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit make it real to you. You say, yes, Brother Tom, I've heard the word of the Lord. I've become obedient to it by the empowerment of the divine presence of omnipotence. I take every spirit under my control for the glory of God. Remember, I preached on it, what, three months ago maybe, where Jesus took the book. Took the book out of Luke 4. He took the book. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Right? Remember that? And Brother Ramsey said, turn around. He said, it's not emotion. It's not emotion. The spirit of the Lord anointing was taking control of every situation. That's powerful. And you can say to this morning, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. We can have a little emotion. Then he turns around and said, well, without emotion, you're dead. But he said, don't count on emotion. Count on controlling the situation. How many like to put the devil under your feet this morning in any situation you've got? This is a house of deliverance. This is a house of God. We don't come to play church. We are the church. And now we take those spirits and put them under our control. Not that we have any control, but we've got a sort of power. Just like that policeman, God has given us power. 
to put the devil under our feet. Heavenly Father, different hands are raised, different ones have stood. Lord, we've rejoiced in the Word of God. Lord, not in the words of man, they'll fail. But the Word of God is ever true. And we believe every word of it, Father. It's not how much we pray. It's not how long we pray. It's not how how loud we pray. It's how we believe when we pray. So, Lord, as we believe in our prayers, that you're a God that hears us, as you did this, this sister when the prophet was behind the pulpit, as you heard Brother Peter when he was laying on the bed, you've heard our prayers here in the sanctuary this morning. Bless your people. Strengthen them, edify them, build them up in the faith. And we commit them to you for the glory of God. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can take God at his word every time. Why? Because the word will defeat the devil when? Anytime, any place, anywhere. So now let me ask you, where is the word? Where's the word? So the word in you can defeat the devil anytime, any place, anywhere, under any circumstance. Victory indeed is yours. Greet one another. We have an evening service tonight. We've rejoiced around the word. I trust it's been a help and a strength to you. Come early. Brother John Andes will be ministering at 5 o'clock. We'll be rejoicing around the word of God tonight. So God be with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Till we meet again.